You're listening to CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and how we do it, call toll-free 1-866-928-3310 and we'll send you out a no-obligation information kit absolutely free. 866-928-3310 The CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phones, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at Stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. Over 85,000 titles. Choose from mystery, romance, religion, science, technology, business, New York Times bestsellers, even children's books. You name it, Audible has it. With 85,000 titles to choose from, you're sure to find the perfect audiobook for yourself or to give as a gift, and it's absolutely free. Just point your browser to audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. That's audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. And become a part of the audiobook revolution by downloading your free audiobook today. AudibleTrial.com forward slash CFRN. Hey, trader, want to get rich quick? Well, good luck with that. If, on the other hand, you actually want to learn how to trade, the place to be is www.cfrn.net. Tune in Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, for our daily devotional, and then spend the next three hours learning how it's done from professional traders who actually trade for a living. That's www.cfrn.net. Every trading day from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro, and even T-bills. Joining us today from our studios in Boston, Mr. Michael Borg. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Tuesday. It is the second day of March, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us. Whoever you are, wherever you are, just glad to have you right here, right now. 
If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our homepage at CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. It'll also give you access to the chat box so that you can ask questions and participate in the discussion. You'll also get an email each day reminding you the show's about to start, and in that email will be your link that you click to join with one-click access. Now, the days you're out of the office away from your desktop, just point any internet-connected browser to cfrn.net slash live, and there you'll find a live, real-time simulcast of the show. As it unfolds, you just won't have access to the chat box. We do stream live each day during this broadcast on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash CFRN. If you miss the live show, we archive each day's show on our YouTube channel. Currently, there are over 1,600 daily shows archived there for your listening pleasure. If you happen to be listening to this broadcast after the fact, as a podcast on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio, wherever pods are cast, and you would like to be able to see the charts that go along with what we're talking about, you can hit pause on your podcast player and just point your browser to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash CFRN, find the corresponding date, click that. You'll have the benefit of both audio and video. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe. Okay, Heavenly Father, Thank you today for your blessings, your mercy, and for your grace. We thank you, God, for the gift of life. We thank you for everyone that is gathered here today for this broadcast. You've protected us throughout the night and you've enabled us to wake up this morning. If it were not because of your love for us, we would not be here today. Your unconditional love has enabled us to come to this place where we are healthy, ready to learn, ready to earn. We thank you, God, that everything that is discussed here today bring glory to your name. And it's in Jesus' name we believe and pray. Amen. All right. Happy Tuesday. Second day of March. Let me give you the numbers from around the world. The cash markets, the indices, as they're called. Starting here in the U.S., the Dow is currently down 66 points. NASDAQ down 135. S&P 500 down 16. And the Russell 2000 down 32. But for the Russell, that's a drop of about one and a half percent. For the NASDAQ, it's a drop of about one percent. In the commodity baskets, crude oil up six cents, trading $60.70 last. Gold up $9.60, trading $17.32.60 last. 
and silver up six cents trading 26.74 last the asian markets at the close nikkei posted a loss of 255 points the shanghai dropped 42 the hang seng fell 356 after the hang seng that's a drop of about one and a quarter percent same with the shanghai one and a quarter percent and the Nikkei uh, down 255, that's almost 1%. In the European markets at the close, FTSE posted a gain of 25 points, the DAX rose 26 points, and the CAC added 16 points. No movers, no shakers. Sort of a kind of a quiet consolidation day after yesterday. Now that gives us a red day in Asia. It was a green day in the UK, not a big one, but a green day nonetheless. And so far it is a red Radio Tuesday here in the US of A. Uh, with that, we can go to Michael and get a recap of everything that happened this morning in the live training room. After that, I'll come back, we'll go over the Concierge trade alerts, the Logic 247 alerts, all that in answers to your questions when I return. And if you're ready, Michael, you can take it away now. And if you're not quite ready, then we will jump to a chart of the S&P Daily. Let's see if my recaps come in yet. Okay, but we're still working on the recap. So let's go to a daily chart. The S&P 500 E-mini futures. Okay. This is the all-time historic intraday high. This is the all-time historic closing high. This green line we call the VBC. When we pull back to it from above, we expect it to be good support. When we pull up to it from below, we expect it to be good resistance until proven otherwise. Everything we do, everything we teach is fluid across all markets and all time frames. So anything I say about this daily chart and the indicators that are on it would also apply to a one minute chart. Price flows on a daily chart the same way it flows on a one minute chart and every chart in between. Range chart, volume chart, a 19-minute chart, a 42-minute chart, you name it. Price flows from support to resistance, back to support, back to resistance, over and over, again and again, in a never-ending cycle. So, interesting today on the daily chart, the BBC, red and falling, and the step line have all come together here. And with price dropping, we anticipate each one of those individually to be good support. And so with all three of them bunched up together there, that's good support times three. Or if I were a professor standing in front of a university classroom trying to be clever with a big chalkboard, I would probably you know, write something like this. Support times three. Oh, maybe I should put it in the brackets to make it look fancy. 
I barely graduated high school. I did get out at 16, but anyway, math wasn't yeah, my forte. Anyway, so we got support times three here. Overhead, what do we got? We got 38% Fibonacci price extension. When the session opened last night, we ran up, we hit that number, we talked about it yesterday, 3905, resistance, since price looking for support, and again, when price drops to red and falling, we expect support, when it drops to the step line, we expect support, when it drops to the BBC, we expect support. And so when price drops to all three at the same time, support times three. If price can overcome yesterday's high, then we have a window of opportunity that takes us up to 39, 34 and a half. If price trades through this support, now that would be a huge statement because remember we've got three individual things, three completely different things saying this is a good area for support. So if buyers are not committed enough to take advantage of this support area, the first stop on the way down would be the 38% FIB. Now, long before this became the 38% FIB of the last leg up, it was resistance Resistance, resistance, resistance. Now it's the 38% fib of just the last leg up. The entire move up from the end of October up to the new current intraday high. Here's the 24% fib retracement of the entire move. And that's what we bounced off of two days ago. We bounced off of the 50% Fib retracement of the last leg up on this day and on this day. On this day, we reached down to the 24% Fib of the entire move up. And so if we come through this support area, first stop, what was once resistance becomes support. If that doesn't hold, then that gives us a tradable window of opportunity down to the 50% FIB of the last leg up. Then the 24% FIB of the entire move. Then the 62% FIB of the last leg up. And then that would give us a really big window of opportunity. Conservatively. 3750 down to 3700. 50 S&P points at $50 a point. $2,500 per contract traded. But that's yet to come because again, buyers are showing support as price came down. This was a red candle all the way down. Buyers came in on cue, drove it back up, okay? We're approaching the 24% Fibonacci. In fact, we're sitting right on the 24% Fibonacci retracement of just the last leg up. Michael, I don't know if you're there yet or not, but... I am. Okay. I am here. We're ready for you, brother. Yeah. 
Okay. Here we go then. Um, let me bring everything over here. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Okay, so you are locked and loaded. It's all yours. Great. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Tuesday, the second day of March, 2021. 2021. Wow. All right. Um, if you have not taken a free trial with us yet and you want to take a free trial with us, go to the homepage here at CFRN.net. Scroll down to where it says free five days trial on the credit card required. Click on that and you'll be brought to this page, EmilyTrainingSchool.com. On this page, all you need to do is put in your your name, your email, your phone number. You can tell us the biggest trading channel so we can tailor one-on-one -on -one training just for you if you want. You can hit the send button and you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link, all right? If you don't click that link, we don't know that you took the free trial, so you gotta make sure you click on that link. Um, let's see, next, there we go, the spreadsheet. Now, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you got to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today, as I said, is the second day of March, 2021. Um, we made 34 ticks in crude, 28 ticks in gold, and 33 ticks on the ES. Um, today, it took 12 minutes and two trades to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $150 a contract. It took a total of 22 trades this morning. So on the month now, we're at $2,620 a contract. That's over two trading days averaging $1,310 per contract per trading day. Um, 39 out of 40 days this year, we've made our goal. And on the year now, $34,105. That's over 40 trading days, averaging $852 per contract per two-hour trading day. Okay, that is one contract, two hours per day. That's it. All right, now let me get into, let me get into what actually happened here this morning. Um, let's see, where do we have the most trades? <clears throat> okay, the most trades were on gold. So I'm going to start out the other way. We'll start out with the ES. Okay. Now the ES was spread out quite a bit today. Um, by spread out, I don't mean, I mean, there were a lot of, there was a lot of, a lot of bars in between trades is what I mean. Um, the range of the ES today was pretty tight. I don't mean that it was spread out that way. But you can see these were all the all the areas that I was looking for this morning at various times. Now, yesterday I had drawn a vertical line when I had said it. Today I just decided to make these lines begin where I said it. Okay, so I don't have to draw two lines. Um, so let's go back to the very beginning of the morning session today. Come on, scroll. There it goes. One more. There it is. Okay, so we started out in here. Now my ES, things are a little messed up today. Our first trade on the ES was right here. We picked up four ticks. The next trade on the ES was right here. We picked up 12 to put us at plus 16. Then we went from 16 to 29. So I only had part of this in here. And I'm thinking that we had a short from up here and this was the exit right here. Um, so we picked up, uh, that is what happened, as a matter of fact, now that, now that I remember it. Um, we went short again up here, and we took profit down here with 13 ticks to put us at plus 29. And then we didn't do anything for a little while. Um, you know, there was some opportunity, but we had the weekly trading zone right in the way, so we couldn't do anything with that. 
for a while here. That's what I meant by there was a lot of space in between uh, trades. Uh, we had a short opportunity right there. Now, that was also why the R short bounced off the BBC and a trend line short all at once. Okay. Actually, was it a trend line short? No, no, it wasn't actually. Um, and it was going down into the weekly trading zone, but the entry point was far enough away so that you could take it. Um, and I, well, I had a little discrepancy with my weekly trading zones this morning, too. Uh, this one, and I had another one up here. I'm not even sure this one is one, and I don't know why it keeps coming back. But, <laughs> but um, I know this was last week's zone. I know that for sure. Um, there was a short opportunity in here going into last week's zone right here. Made a nice move down. We missed it. There was one there that we missed. One here we took a break even on. Uh, one here that we missed going up. And we had in areas here where we expected this to go to. And it first went to that one, pulled back to this one, then ran up to that one. Um, got a break even there. And we picked up, what did we get here? 20, 29 to 33. So we picked up uh, five ticks here or four ticks here. It looks like. And I think that that was our last trade on the ES on the morning session. Uh, we had one more break even right here. Okay, so we had one here that we missed and a break even right here that we missed. Now this is getting into the break. During the break, there was a long trade there, 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 there. A short trade here. Um, a short trade here. A long trade there. Uh, and that was about it. All right, that was the ES. And so on the ES on the morning session, we we're plus 33 ticks. Okay, crude oil was was pretty good in directional today. Um, you know, and it was it was doing what what I thought it would do most of the most of the time today. All right, so this first trade right here, we got into. Well, we didn't actually get into. We missed it. And it had a nice leg down. I was looking for the opportunity here to get into it, but we didn't have a pullback deep enough here to get the green line above the cycle. Yeah, otherwise we would have gotten into that leg down. Then we waited here for it to pull back. I had given these levels here. That was the pullback area. This was the target area. So it pulled back to that area. We got into it. We ended up with a break even. It did eventually go to this target area. It went through it. And at this point right here, I saw a deeper target area, which was right here. And it went down to that. And it just kept going. Um, there was one more trade opportunity right there. And then I saw another target area, but we didn't have a trade set up for it. But it dropped down to that area. Then it turned around and it started moving up. Now we had a bounce off the BBC trade. No, actually, we didn't have the trend line trade right here. Sorry, the trend line would have been like this right there. Um, for that long trade, I showed a target area up here. Then we entered over here and we picked off... Um, Let's see, on the ES, we picked off 12 ticks on the first one. Okay, then right there, we got three ticks to get us to plus 15. Okay, then we had a break even there. Then we had another four ticks there to get us to plus 19. Then we had a bunch of chop. And over here, we got 15 more ticks to get us to plus 34. All right, there was a long trade right there that we missed. <clears throat> and then we get into the break. Now, there was nothing during all this garbage in here during the break, but there was one shorting opportunity right there that would have been profitable. Uh, there was another one here that you could have taken some profit on, probably would have been the break even. Um, but over here, there was a long opportunity right there and another one right there and another one right here. That was all during the break. 
Okay, so on crude, we ended with plus 33 ticks this morning. Now gold, these lines are left over from yesterday. So I'm gonna remove those right now. Okay, because they are not terribly meaningful today. Now I'll go back to the beginning here on gold. Now, right here was an opportunity to go long. Uh, we missed that one. We did grab this one for 10 ticks. Um, I was putting in areas down here where I thought price should go to, and it did. And then I saw another area that it should go to, and it did. And it gave a pullback. We jumped in, and then this is where I thought it should go to down here. You can see that it did that. And I saw another area down below that. It went to right there. There was a shorting opportunity right here. Um, then it turned around and it started moving up. And there were a few short trades right in here. Well, the first one, you know, back here, we picked up 10 ticks on the first one. Then we picked up eight ticks on the second one. Then it looks like four ticks here. Then two ticks here, I think those are backwards. This is two ticks and that's four ticks. And the, at that point, we were at plus 24. And then we had a break even there. And we had um, right here, we had one tick profit. Now, in this area right through here, you can see I was drawing areas where I thought price was going to get to. We weren't getting any trade setups, though. Now, I drew that area when we were up here. I thought price was going to go down here. I drew this area when we were here. I saw it go a little deeper. Then it pulled back and I drew this area when we were right in here. I drew that area in. and then you know, it was just bouncing all over the place. So it wasn't really all that tradable. Okay, we got over here and this was really messy right in here, but I took the short trade because it was, um, it was an opportunity right here off the BBC with the trend line at the same time. Um, and so I took it and I ended up with a break even on it. Then right in here, I got one more tick. I think that put us at plus 25. Then I had a break even there. I missed a trade there. I missed a trade there. And you can see I was drawing in all these target areas in here for price to go to. And it, and it did go to most of them. I missed a trade there. Um, missed a trade there. And you can yeah, see, of course, I was getting in and out of trades. You know, just trailing my stop is what I was doing. But we picked up a couple more ticks here to put us at plus 27. Then one more there to put us at plus 28, it looks like. Right, I missed along there. We had a break even there, and then we get into the break. Now, let's see, during the break. Yeah, there was a short here that would have been a break even during the break. There was a long over here that would have worked out. Um, a long right in here that would have worked out. A nothing right in there. Um, a long right there that would have worked out. And recently, just actually nothing in there. All right, so there was there was plenty of activity this morning. Now I was, you know, this early in the week being this close to the highest weekly trading zone is kind of a big deal for us. And usually that indicates that we're gonna have a big move down by the end of the week. Um, you know, given everything Twain was saying about um, those three levels of support being there, if those levels of support are broken, then that big move down could start at that point. Um, so, yeah, we'll be looking for that on a larger time frame. Now, I have over here on gold, I have a larger time frame on another tab. I should put it on the ES too. But 
you can see on gold, we pulled all the way back down, tested the BBC, tested it, tested it, tested it, and then finally it ran up. Um, so right now it's at a level, you know, the high of the day right there. And excuse me, the high of the day right there. And it's, if it breaks through here, it should continue up to here. And I think that that's going to have a lot to do with what happens over here on the ES. Um, as far as the ES and gold and Bitcoin, you know, they tend to go in the same direction right now. Uh, the coin's up pretty good on the day. I don't want to jinx it, but it's up pretty good on the day. And um, and it was yesterday as well. And uh, so if those levels of support hold, then we could move up. If they break, though, then we're going to have a significant move down. I know that's... Uh, That's easy for anybody to say, you know, if it goes up, we're going to go up. If it goes down, we're going to go down. But, you know, in my time, in my time frame, in this world, not in the 30 minute time frame, but in the four tick range time frame, you know, we're going to make money no matter what way it goes. I mean, in 30 minutes, the same thing, but um, in the four tick range, you know, we're going to make money quickly and, and trade whatever direction it goes in. Um, it doesn't matter whether it goes up or whether it goes down. So we'll be ready for it either way. All right. So let's jump back here. Um, profit taking strategies or guidelines per trade. Uh, yeah, Mike, you really got to get into there, into the room with us in the morning session. And then, you know, you'll see what I'm talking about, what I'm doing as trades are developing. Um, I'm giving like right now on the ES, um, you know, you got to have, first thing is you got to have a trade set up. So the charts have to give you the trades. Right now we're inside last week's weekly trading zone. It looks like it wants to go down. The charts are suggesting that it wants to go down. Now we don't have a valid trade set up here. So we're not going to do anything with that. So let's look over here at gold because gold looks like it's, um, it's trying to move up right here. And it's trying to actually give a trade setup. And as I said, it's at the high of the day. Now gold on the upside... Right now, I don't see anything really strong on the upside, but the pullback area on gold, I see a 1735.2. Um, so I would look for gold to pull back down here. I just said 1735.2. I would look for gold to pull back down to this area down here and then run up to the high of the day. So as far as target areas, um, there's different ways you can handle this. You can trail your stop, and that's what I do. Typically, I don't put targets on the trades unless I see a good target area. Like right now, we just hit that 35.2. And right now, I see the high of the day right now is a good target area. So if we got a trade set up, now I'm not saying the high of the day is a good target area because it's the high of the day. I'm saying it because it's a good target area, not because it's the high of the day. Um, I see something else there that's worth trading toward. So right now, we have a low here on this bar at 35.1. We're going to have a high at 35.5. If we've got an up close there at 35.5, I would expect it to get at least up here to 36.2. Okay. Now I know that's saying a lot of things all at once, but um, now you can just watch it happen right now. If um, if we get up to 36.2, I'll see how things develop, and I may pick another area above 36.2. That looks better. I mean, right now 35.3 and 34.8 look pretty heavy, so they could weigh this trade down right here. Um, no, you just got to wait and do what the charts say. You know, right now the charts are saying it should go up, and it is going up. And, you know, the number originally was 
that I wanted it to get up to. And you now at this point, you would lock, well, you'd have your stop at break even, so you wouldn't have any risk on the trade here. Um, but you, know, you just let it play out right now. 36.2 is where this should go right now, and I don't see beyond that yet where it should go. Um, it should go through it just a little bit. 36.4 is what I'm seeing right now. And the pullback area is just at 35.7, so that's not really a big deal. It's not really a big player in it right now. But it should go through 36.2 here right now. You know, we'll see if it does or doesn't, but um, either way, you wouldn't have any risk on this trade at this point. Okay, and here it comes, I think. <laughs> it's getting a little stronger up to 36.4. So, you know, we can let this play out, let it play out for just a minute here. Now your stop would be a break even on this, so you'd have no risk on this trade, and so you'd have all the room in the world to let this thing go. <laughs> and, excuse me, I said a few minutes ago when I was looking at it on a higher time frame, that if we break this high of the day and we continue up, you know, that would be great for all those other things that Dwayne was talking about, thus being at three levels of support over here on the ES. Um, you know, if gold runs, then everything else should go. It should probably all work together. You know, one doesn't necessarily go before any other one, but um, they should probably all go together. And if we break this high, this high right here, I see a pullback area right now down at 34.8. Okay, even if we don't break the high right now, there's still a pullback area down at 34.8. So to answer your question about any profit-taking strategies or guidelines per trade, I try to guide you through the trade. Um, now, once the trade triggers, I do my best to guide you through the trade, as I've just been doing with this one. Okay. And, you know, what I want you to do is learn how to do that on your own. So you don't need me to help you with it. But, you know, I'm always here to help you with it. All right. And with that, I'll pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona, Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. And there it goes, guys. And there it goes through all those numbers. Now I see a better number right now, 1737. 1737. So, I mean, you can let this play out a minute longer here and see if it gets up to 1737. But all the other numbers. <clears throat> okay. All right. Because what we anticipate is that this green line down here is going to get all the way up into the cycle. And when it does, we'll have a higher swing in place. But and pretty much everything else that I just said I expected to happen just happened. And this is just every day. You know. I do have to I do have to put one little caveat in there. These are unprecedented times. The whole last year. These are unprecedented times. The trading right now has been it's better than ever. And there's so much opportunity every single day. Now if you go back through that spreadsheet that I showed you. You go back to like, you know, 2013, you're not going to see $14,000 months per contract. You know, you're not going to see that kind of stuff. You know, 10, 14, I mean, even $6,000 a month per contract. Um, you know, these are unprecedented times. 
if you're not a trader right now, you and you have the ability to be. Um, now's the time we should really make that step. Um, <clears throat> so right now, the pullback area that I see right here is twenty seventeen uh, 1735.7 on the gold right now. So I think it's going to get up to that level that I said, 1737, but it's not going to do it all at once. It's doing a pullback right here. And that's fine, then it's doing a pullback. Um, you know, for those of you guys who don't know the market, it always goes in the same fashion. It goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down, it goes up and it goes down, up, up and down. And this is the down part right here. So I think it's going to go here and I think it's going to go up there. That's what I think. Now, everything that I just drew there is going to get is going to get erased right now. But um, but that's what it's looking like. Okay, and it's not just the charts that are saying it. There are other things that are suggesting that it's going to do just what I said. And it's actually suggesting it's going to go up to thirty-seven point six right now. So, you no, know, this is the kind of stuff that that I do to help guide you through the trade. Okay, so if you got into the trade right now, you could feel pretty confident that it was going to get up to 37 and now 37.6. See, the green line has gone all the way through the cycle. So now it's time for it to pull back and do it all over again. But so far in the last 15 minutes, you know, while this whole trade has been, been working itself out, the last 10 minutes, whatever it is, you know, per contract, if you'd gotten in down here at 35.5, it ran all the way up here to 37.2. So 35.5 up to 36.5 is $100 a contract. Then another $70 a contract up to 30, uh, 37.2. Okay. And I think it's going to go further. Um, but it's got to pull back just a little bit right here. And I think right about here, maybe 35.8 is going to be the pullback area. And that happens to be right at the BBC. The problem with it now is that the charts just, they're not agreeing with it anymore. See the cycle starting to move down. That's because it's got to do a reset right here. We had this big move up. So the cycle's got to do a reset right now. That means it's got to go down and then it's got to have a big leg up, put in higher swings, and then you get more long trades after that. See how it's brought the cycle down? This one little move brought it down this far. So. We're not going to have any more trades right now. We just have to wait a few minutes. All right. Very good, Dwayne. Now you can take the charts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was a little long-winded this morning. Excuse me. Okay. Dwayne? <laughs> okay. Well, Dwayne stepped away. So... Right now, it got up to the 37 level that I thought it was going to get to. The 37.5 level is still there. I'll keep that in mind. Now, I'll draw that level right now. Okay. Now, we're not getting to it right now. Right now, it's going to set up a short <laughs> trade. And on the short side, I don't really see any strength. And all the strength is on the long side. But we don't have a trade set up for the long side. So this is the move down that's going to drag the cycle down that I mentioned. Now it's going to pull back up and try to give us a short trade. And it's not really giving us one right here that conforms to the uh, to the standards or to the rules. 
And so what it may do right here is just run right back up and drag the cycle back up. Either way, you're not going to have a trade right here, we, but you did back here. We do have a weekly zone, and I, I think maybe, well, I don't know if that line, anyway, we got a weekly zone right overhead. On the, on the EFs, yeah. No, on, uh, on, on, on gold. You're talking about gold. Okay. Yeah, we got a zone overhead at 1740-41. Mm -hmm. And then below us is way down at 1709-1710. Yeah, that one above is uh, the high of the day. That green light that you see up there. Gotcha. And a little purple line. Uh, the little purple line is where I expect it to get to gotcha. at some point in the near future. Gotcha. In the near future. And it but would definitely right. have to go through that area in order to get to the next weekly zone overhead. Mm -hmm. But right now it's it's trying to give us a shorting opportunity right here, but I really don't trust any shorting opportunity. It's not really strong on the downside and it is on the upside. So downside I see probably seventeen thirty five if it's gonna drop. And you know, we'll have to see because if it drops down to 1735 and it continues down and continues the trend, then it could change the picture of what I see, um, you know, behind the scenes. And right now, 1735 is what I thought it was going to drop to, and it's still stronger on the upside. It's 30% stronger on the upside right now. So the charts aren't giving it to us. The charts gave us a short right here for about six ticks. That's what, I mean, the charts are all saying it's going to go down. And what you would anticipate is the green line is going to go down into the cycle. And when it does, you should have a lower swing in place. Now, I, you know, things are changing and developing as, as things evolve here. So right now, 34.5 looks pretty strong. If it's going to continue down, 34.5 is right here. We have dynamic support already printing right here at 34.6. So... You know, either way, it gave a short trade right here from 35.6. That's now giving eight ticks in profit. And, you know, you need one of these a day. And here, here we have, you know, there was one right here, one right here, um, one right here, and one right here. And now one right here, going in the other direction. Do you have a, a free chart that you could open maybe a daily on goal? Yeah, right here. Okay. Then you can maybe open up that window. Because uh, if you scrunch up just a little bit, you'll see. Keep a bit more. One, one more scrunch. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that low that we're at today is a previous swing low right there look what happened there yep almost tick for tick uh the only the only difference is well we put in that low and then we got back above the bbc on the daily chart and it led to that momentous climb mm -hmm. and we've just kind of been you know trending down uh since we put in that high looks like back in uh august I guess. So right yeah. here is it's kind of pivotal. Uh, price needs to not only rally and get up through red and falling and the step line 
needs to get on top of the BBC and it needs to hold a pullback to the BBC. And we can start building legs that. to the upside on the daily chart. Oh, that was happening in here. Pull back toward the BBC. Yep. And when price and is unable, when price is unable to pull all the way back to the BBC uh, on a retracement, that that helps you to gauge just how bullish that particular market is. And that at the towards the end there, it almost turned into like a parabolic move. Yeah. And I don't know what the fibs would be, but from that low that you've got on your chart over on the left. Are we over here? Mm -hmm, from that low to the swing high up there. We are There's sitting the fibs. at the 62% Fibonacci retracement of that entire move up. From when gold was back around 1490 or so at the low all the way up to the high we hit that 50 percent fib and we bounced real good all the way up to the 24. yep and now it's dropped down to the 62. now we're down to the six and if the 62 gives way then that opens the door for a drop uh well, well that bullish cross about <laughs> halfway down yeah, right there. That's an area for potentially really good support. So, And then our lowest weekly zone this week. I know it seems extreme, but the lowest weekly zone this week for gold is 1596-97. Okay. 96-97. So that's right down here. And with futures, yeah, guys, the beautiful thing is it doesn't matter if it's moving up or moving down as long as it's moving you know as long as it's moving we can trade what's in front of us price can only do one of three things go up go down or go sideways and we're happy with the up and happy with the down and we just avoid the sideways and the sideways our indicators not only do a great job of helping you find high probability low risk trade opportunities but when those indicators on the 30 minutes start to flatten out and just hug each other, uh, that's a good time to either trade a different market, walk the dog, make a sandwich, you know the drill, anything other than putting on a trade. So, okay, did you want me to grab the screens now? Or? Yeah, sure. You or, did you still have, or did you still have some more stuff you want to explain? Uh, well it did continue down it it continued the trend on the way down it came all the way down here to where i thought it might go down to if it was going to go down and it continued the trend all the way down to here so now um i put 33.6 because that's what i saw um now 33.1 is jumping out at me i don't see anything strong on the pullback 34.4 maybe which would be up here um no when you guys hear michael talk about trading broken support You'll see those little green dots right there. Price hit those support dots that bounced up to red and falling, and then it came down and broke that support. And broken support often, or broken resistance, often leads to some nice opportunities. Yeah, either one. And this is broken support now. So it's pulling back up toward that broken support. Right up here is where I think it's going to pull up to, and right down here is where I think it's going to go down to. 
And that would be See, so and if it did exactly if it did here. exactly what you said, if it pulled up to that purple line and then uh -huh. you know the one down down below. Uh, yeah, like right now if it popped up to the line overhead. Yeah. This one. Yeah, and found resistance there. By the time it gets up there, the BBC might also they might price in the BBC could meet up at that purple line. And that would be uh -huh. a really excellent opportunity uh, to get a short trade down to that other purple line below uh, where Michael says it looks like price wants to go. So that would be about 17, it would be 1734 and change down to 33 and change. Yeah. That's $100 per contract. $100 a contract. And it'll all happen in a few minutes. Remember, when you start That's with us, guys, we don't want you to start trading real money right away. You got to give us time to teach you the simple methodology the simple strategy how the indicators work all of that so that you can and and what you do is you practice in your demo account in the simulator okay every new passport holder gets a 2420 blueprint and the blueprint kind of just lays it out it helps you write your business plan and your trading plan Nine out of ten traders don't have a business plan and a trading plan, and nine out of ten new traders fail outside of our walls. The blueprint also helps you uh, as you're learning the strategy. It wants to see you put together ten consecutive days in a row where you reach your goal in ten trades or less. Once you accomplish that, ten days in a row where you reach your goal in ten trades or less, the blueprint gives you the green light to go live with just one contract. Now that you're trading real money, your goal is to increase your account balance by $2,000. Once you do that, the blueprint gives you the green light to add a second contract. But the difference between the first one and the second one is huge in that the first contract you fund out of your pocket, the second contract you fund out of profits you earned in the market trading one contract. The blueprint will have you trade two contracts for a while and then it'll notify you when it's time to add number three. You should never feel obligated to add, but you only add one at a time when it's time and you only add with profit you earned in the market. The blueprint says it's time to add and you don't have profit in your account to underwrite or fund the additional contract, don't add. Book a mentoring session with me, Michael, Valerie, any of us, all of us. Let us help you. Let us walk through your trades with you and help you understand why you don't have the profit available to add the next contract. And once you go live, anytime you have two consecutive days in a row, back to back, where you don't reach your goal, 10 trades or less, you should come out of the live account, back into the demo account, the simulator. That is not a walk of shame. Do not let your ego get in the way of making a very important business decision because we need to troubleshoot. We need to have a one-on-one -on -one mentoring session. We need to walk through your trades with you. We need to help you understand what happened. You know, those two days back to back could be something you did and it could be absolutely nothing you did except you were trying to trade in a market that 
was not suitable for trading at that time. In other words, those on the 30-minute chart, those two indicators, the BBC and the CFMA1, were just horizontal. They were just flat across the chart. Maybe you get you know, one candle closes above the BBC and the next one below, and then above and then below. That is not a good market to be trading in. You want to wait. You know, you can, you know, wait for that market to start trending again, or you can go just look at another market. A lot of opportunity, a lot of options that you have at your disposal. What's so important for new traders is to understand there's no magic, okay? When you get stopped out, there's a reason, okay? Reason could be maybe there was an obstacle that you didn't see, or perhaps uh, the market just switched directions on you. That happens. Now, we don't know what's going to happen next. Nobody does. Some people pretend they do, but we don't insult your intelligence. We don't pretend to know what's going to happen next. But our indicators and strategy do help us to know what the next high probability move is in any market, in any time frame. And based upon our Logic 247 recap, 20% of the time, the market does something other than the next high probability thing. Price is driven by order flow, nothing else. And order flow is all the buyers and sellers in the market at any given time. If there's more buying pressure, price is going to go up. If there's more selling pressure, price is going down. Now we look for obstacles to know where that shift may take place. But sometimes buyers come in early or sellers come in early. And so you might be in a long trade and, you know, it's humming right along. And then all of a sudden for no obvious logical reason it just turns goes in the other direction now, again over 134 weeks and over 6,000 individual alerts we know that's going to happen on average 20% of the time so when you do get stopped out it doesn't mean you're bad or you failed or any of those other negative kind of things Getting stopped out is as much a part of trading as breathing is a part of life. So you have to learn to take it in stride. Just as Michael does every morning in the room, he's the greatest example of that. If he has a trade that gets stopped out, he doesn't whine, he doesn't lick his wounds, he doesn't make excuses. He just states the fact and immediately looks for the next opportunity. You need to learn from his example. Now, the purpose of the live training room is to teach you the methodology and the strategy. If your goal is simply to try to match him click for click, tick for tick, that doesn't teach you how to trade. That, you know, this is not some kind of monkey see, monkey do thing, okay? You should listen to his words understand the reason of everything that he does and when he does something that you don't understand ask just type the question into the chat box okay it's that simple and you'll get an answer and if it's a busy morning and perhaps your question scrolls up out of view then just copy and paste it right back into the box after about five minutes 
Nobody will get upset or angry, okay? But it puts us back in our field, it puts your question back in our field of view because we do want to give you an answer to your question, whatever it is. So let me grab these charts. Okay. All righty. And I guess Mike R., you already answered his question? Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is that gold chart we were just looking at. Uh, well, actually, this is the 30-minute chart. I had a daily going. And I'm just treading water here for a few minutes, guys, because at 1 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to talk briefly about uh, that Telegram World Bets contest fiasco. And I think there may be some people that want to join the show and share their opinion of what happened. They're, I'm just giving people an a room or an area or an opportunity to, to vent their frustration because I know a lot of people put a lot of time and a lot of energy into a contest that was, I just kind of have to say it, rigged from the very beginning. And we all fell for it. I fell for it. I invited trade leaders in the G999 space to come on the show and we talked about it. And now I think everyone who, you know, like we had a panel of guests on Friday, uh, some trade leaders from around the world, okay, very, very smart people on, on top of things. But when you're involved in something that's rigged, you know, whether it be a vote for a favorite coin or an election, <clears throat> if the results are already in before the voting begins, Man, that's a real bummer, to say the least. Okay, so uh, in two minutes, I'll see if there's anybody that wants to wants me to open their mic and talk about that, and I'll be happy to do that. Here we sit at, we're right on top of the 24% Fibonacci retracement of the last leg up from this low to this high, this right here, this line, is the 24% Fib retracement. We spiked it this morning, right down to support times three, BBC, step line, red and falling. Now, price dropping to either one of those three things individually, we expect to be good support. The fact that all three are gathered together there, uh, that's support times three. Now, price can get through that, then price gets through that, then right below it is the 38% FIB extension. I'm sorry, retracement. Then the 50% retracement, and then the 62% retracement. Now this is the 24% FIB of the entire move up from end of October to the new all-time historic high. So you understand support below us, major support, because this is a daily chart, then, of course, resistance overhead would be the high of this candle, 39.12. Then the high of this candle, 39.34. And then the all-time historic intraday high, 39.59 and a quarter. Now, on the day that we had this bearish engulfing candle, we spent a lot of time talking about what a huge dynamic that is. In proper context, 
which means after a significant up move. Look at all these green candles in a row. Looks like we got one red candle in the whole bunch. Uh, from the low at 36.56 and a half, from 39.56, we traded all the way up to, hang on, the low of this candle was 36.56. And we trade it up to 39, we call it 56, so the math gets simple. The low, from 36, to th that's 300 S&P points, it's 3,000 Dow points. Okay. That's what this rally was all about. We've already tested the 50% retracement twice of just this last leg, 24%. Of the entire move and so if this 62% retracement were to give away and that opens us up for this entire window of opportunity here so you know where major support is and you know where major resistance is armed with that information and I recommend that every time you sit down to trade whether it's in the morning the afternoon middle of the night whatever market you're trading go look at the daily and do what I just did identify the major areas of support and resistance from the high altitude daily perspective and then drop down to the time frame that you actually trade on okay so it's top of the hour so if there is anyone here who has an interest in joining in the discussion you want me to open your mic so you can share your thoughts etc you can do it a couple well the best thing to do is just type into the chat box Hi, please open my mic. If you don't want to, you know, come on, I'll be happy to read your comments that you type into the chat box. But I'd love to have you speak if you'd like to. So here's here's what happened. I'm gonna drag it up and show you. Okay, let me find, all right. So the whole world was going crazy over this contest, World Bets, with 120,000 members. Now, World Bets is going to announce the most mentioned coins or stocks on March 1st. Fair play and bot use are being monitored. World Bets will announce two picks on March 1st. Invite your community now for one of the biggest buy and hang on for dear life strategies. Okay. And they go on to say how they're going to remove external links and no bots will be allowed and, and all of that. Okay. So as you scroll down through the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of posts, people are going to their computer every day, putting hashtag and the symbol of their favorite coin. So you can see PWC, G999, 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 PWC, G999, G999, G999. And it goes on and on. 
the most mentioned coin. The most mentioned. That means which one got mentioned the most. Well, if you look at the contest in the way that they said it was going to be run, clearly G999 was the winning coin. PwC was second, and I believe a coin called EFIN came in third. Well, they announced the winner yesterday, and it was a coin that had 96 votes. N-I-M-I-Q. So this was rigged from the beginning. The coin with 96 votes won. Even though T999 had, I forget what the tally was, it had hundreds of thousands of votes. Now this. All it was, was it was a pump to get you to go out and buy this. How they could be so... <laughs> As you... <coughs> Wow, they have stones. What a great start. As you have noticed, this is not another pump and dump group. Get informed about our choice, NIMQ, and decide for yourself. We're not financial advisors. Not everyone will agree with the choice, you think? It was difficult for us to choose a coin that actually has potential, is easily accessible on legitimate exchanges, and does not have legal issues or accusations. Huh? <laughs> come on. There is no coin out there that doesn't have some of this. And this was never, ever put out in the rules, okay? The obvious winner, G999, not only had the most votes, and it showed that it has the strongest community behind it, uh, no legal issues that I know of, and as far as accusations, anybody who's doing anything of any importance, there's always going to be accusations. That's one of the first rules of knowing, you know, that you're succeeding is when the trolls come out of the woodwork and start to beat you down, okay? And so after this shady deal, people are still coming here. I'm absolutely blown away. So anyway, uh, no need to lick your wounds. That's not hygienic. So, we decided to do this. Don't get mad, just fix it. So, CFRN, coin of the week. This group has been created to allow everyone to vote for their favorite cryptocurrency. This will be a fair, legitimate, and transparent contest. This group is not an endorsement of any cryptocurrency. No bots are allowed, no spamming. Trading is risky. This is not a recommendation to trade. This contest simply helps viewers gauge which crypto has the strongest community behind it. Disclaimer, the owner of this group, CFRN, does own some G99, G999, it's easier to say it that way. Now, <clears throat> I think a lot of people are almost too embarrassed to come and vote at this point because they got taken for a whole month. I mean, there was actually groups of people that gathered around the world 
and they would spend 15 minutes, everybody typing in hashtag G99, hashtag G99, hashtag G99, as fast as they could. I mean, there was, there was so much hubbub around this thing, and it showed in the incredible amount of posts that ended up in that other channel and that other contest. So if you want to vote for your favorite, you just, this is the format, hashtag whatever, you know, whether it's G999 or BTC or whatever. We will announce the weekly winner every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, live during this broadcast, youtube.com slash CFRN. Voting will cease each Friday at 12 noon Eastern to give admins time to tally and validate the number of votes. Once the weekly winner is announced at 1 p.m. Eastern, voting will resume for the following week. The best crypto is the coin with the strongest community. May the best coin win, okay? So I started to spread the word yesterday and some people have come. Uh, while I will refrain from voting myself, you can always direct message me questions or you can join our 24 seven 365 trading discussion group. You'll meet some nice people family okay and that's just our telegram discussion group okay 24 7 365 format for voting here is the same as that other place hashtag followed by the symbol of the coin you vote for monique post hey guys here's a transparent competition for the coin of the week get the funny taste out of your mouth from yesterday's debacle and vote for your favorite coin here Okay, so let the game begin. The contest is underway. All you got to do is spread the word. Now, this isn't just to make sure G999 wins this contest. No, I, I really want to know which coin truly has the strongest community, the largest community behind it. For my own edification and for the edification of every member of CFRN, it would be nice to truly know who has the largest and strongest community. So just, I know it's hard because you've, you spent so much doggone time spreading the word and typing hashtag G999, hashtag, and I just know it. And for those of you that voted for PwC, I don't even know what that coin's about, but to you folks, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And to the, the true third place winner, which I believe was E-F-I-N, which actually looks kind of interesting, uh, and it's under a penny. So uh, congratulations to the three real winners of the contest, even though they weren't declared the winner. And now I encourage all of you to come to, in Telegram, just search for CFRN, Coin of the Week. It'll let you right in, and everybody can begin voting. Okay, and if there's anyone here in the audience that wants an open mic so that you can share your heartbreak <laughs> or disgust, feel free to do so. I'm going to go and continue now with our regularly scheduled programming, but all of that needed to be said. Now, I, I, we brought this up the other day, uh, I think when uh, David was on the show on Wednesday. And then when the trade leaders were on Friday, uh, 
and that channel, man, it it was like thousands of posts were coming in, you know, every couple minutes. People were working really hard for the coin that they believed in, only to get the victory snagged by some coin with 96 votes. Whoever was behind that, shame on you. God does not like ugly. Okay? All right. So, on with business. So far this week, in Logic 247, we have issued a total of 33 alerts. Still waiting on the results of 10. 23 actionable alerts, which three have been stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible, based on market structure and a three-step methodology we teach all of our traders. So that's 13%. Not a typical week. A typical week we'll see about 20% get stopped out. Now in the room, when Michael's training you, we use an eight tick hard stop on everything, on every market. We use a range chart and an eight tick hard stop. He's teaching you the importance of always having a physical hard stop. If at some point you choose to move beyond the mechanical model, or you simply want to use the alerts to practice everything that Michael teaches you every day in the room, okay? We use market structure and a three-step methodology, and when you become a passport holder, we'll book a one-on-one -on -one mentoring session, and then I will teach you that little three-step process. It truly is very simple. You'll learn it in one session, then we'll have a couple follow-up sessions, but it's important to remember that when you become a passport holder, it's a lifetime membership and you have access to unlimited one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions. And it truly is unlimited. All you have to do is book it. Uh, I've automated booking with me. You just go to the page on our website, find a day and a time uh, that works for your schedule. And then we meet, just the two of us, in a go-to-meeting environment, very similar to this go-to-webinar environment. If you want to meet with Michael, then in the morning in the room, you can just mention it to him in the chat box, Michael, I'd like to book a session. Or you can send an email to support at cfrn.net. And then Michael will check his schedule and you guys will put your heads together and come up with the day and the time that works best for you. I know there are other places that promise uh, personal mentoring, but I'm told by many people that what that amounts to is you have to email in a question, a problem, a situation, and then you get an email response. And often that email response is, oh, I can see here that you have only purchased the first two modules. See, your, the issue you had, that wouldn't have happened if you had module three, or indicator number 984, whatever, right? And so the solution to the problem is often just a, an opportunity to upsell you. We don't have any upsells. Once you become a passport holder, that's everything. All of our indicators, all of our training, all of our videos, everything we do, everything we've done, everything we'll do in the future. Lifetime membership. Imagine a world where you don't have to buy any more trading stuff. 
Okay, so that's the recap of the logic alerts. Now the logic alerts are issued around the clock 24-7 starting Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern right up until Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern when the global markets close. And this is what those alerts look like. And I'll show you how to read them. When you're on the trial with us, of course, you have access to everything we do, except the members only Thursday night meeting. We treat you just like a member for five trading days so that you can make a well-informed, intelligent decision if what we do is right for you. So let me scroll my way up to Sunday night. Here we go. So last week, that was week 134. It was a busy week. We had 87 alerts total, 12, uh, 87 alerts issued, 12 never triggered. Uh, there was a one on the clock when the markets closed Friday afternoon. That one ended up stopping out. It's on this week's recap. So we had 75 actionable alerts which it got stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible using market structure. So last week was a better than average week because it average weeks 20%. So Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern, began week 135. This was the carryover from last week that, as I say, stopped out. Then we had some gap fills. So Part of what has not triggered yet are these gap fills. With index futures, gaps are rare, usually only on Sunday night and occasionally during earnings season because futures trade around the clock. Okay, And so the market gapped higher on the open, on the indices Sunday night, and most weeks when that happens, We'll see that gap fill usually in the first couple of hours. And if not in the first couple of hours, uh, then most often during the that session, okay? Before the Sunday-Monday session ends. Uh, this week, that hasn't happened yet. So these are still untriggered. They're just sitting down there waiting, okay? The crude oil gap fill, that found its target. And then here's uh, long on the Russell, long on the NQ. Now the way to read this, okay, it's alert number 6,658 NQ. The idea here is to buy or be long 13,010. T is initial target 13,020. That's 10 points or $200 per contract traded. The initial target on all of the alerts is designed to help you get that $100 per contract per day that we talk about in the live training room. Because the NQ is so volatile, this is actually $200. 10 points times $20 a point is $200 per contract traded. So you've got initial target, second target, third target, final trade to target. PR stands for potential resistance. So if you're going long, once you get to that initial target, then the next area above that where we think the market may run into potential resistance, 
that becomes target number two, target number three, and then the weekly trading zone on a long alert. The final trade to target is always the zone above. On a short, it's the weekly zone below. We publish the weekly trading zones every Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern. We've done that since December 14th of 2009. Think of those as your fixed support and resistance for the entire week. Once we publish them, they're carved in stone, they don't change. The indicators, think of those as your dynamic support and resistance. Because price flows on a daily chart the same way it does a one minute chart and every chart in between. It goes from support to resistance, back to support, back to resistance, back to support in a never ending cycle been doing that since the inception of the markets and will continue to do that till they you know close the markets or change the underlying principle upon which markets operate and well let's just say I don't see that happening so Sunday night after the NQ there's a long on crude oil initial target second target third target fourth target final trade two target Long on silver, long on the S&P, long on the Dow. So that was all Sunday night, okay? Many traders around the world are waiting for the Monday morning Wall Street Open. We get started Sunday night. So this rolls into Monday. The time you see on my screen in Telegram is Mountain Standard. Telegram, the messaging client we use, that app, Telegram, reads the clock on your computer. So if you're on the East Coast, it'll show East Coast, West Coast, etc. Now on March 14th, that's when daylight savings time kicks in. So my time zone will go from being Mountain Standard as God intended to Pacific time. So eight months out of the year, I'm on Pacific. So after the 14th, the time you see in the Telegram channel for me will be Pacific. And so yesterday we had a long on the S&P, a long on the Dow, long on the Russell, long on the NQ, uh, short on crude that stopped out, short on gold, no trigger, no trigger, no trigger, no trigger. Markets looked like they wanted to go higher last night, but they ran into resistance. Where? The very spot that we explained yesterday, as this candle was building, we said, guys, major resistance overhead is at that 38% Fibonacci retracement. And sure enough, we even tried yesterday to get above it, but we couldn't. So last night, we opened right at it, that green line. Okay, We traded all the way down to this support area that we've already talked about. The price has bounced from there, so we're kind of just prices trapped between this 38% Fib retracement and this support times three. For anything meaningful to happen, we got to take out that high or we got to take out today's low. Okay, all right. Now we have another alert service called the Concierge Trade Alerts. 
they are different in that they don't come out around the clock 24-7. The CTAs are posted once per session as a static report. It's forward guidance for the entire session. So last night, I got them published at 6.10 p.m. Eastern. It's two numbers for each market, one bullish, one bearish. Once I post this report, you should go to your charts and put a line in the sand. One at 39.16, one at 38.64. Once this is posted, now these numbers are good for the entire session, and these are based on historic price action, whereas the Logic 247 is based on current price action. So if price starts moving towards 39.16, that's bullish, you want to start looking for long opportunities. And once you hit 16 and above, you only want to look for long opportunities based on the 30-minute trade setup. If price starts dropping to 38.64, that's bearish. So you can be looking for short setups on the way down. And then once you hit 64 and below, only look for short trade setups on your 30-minute chart. So want a screenshot you can grab that and then we'll take a quick walk through the charts okay ES 30 minute the yellow lines are previous weekly trading zone or last week's weekly trading zones the gray line or whatever color that is I guess it's gray that's this week's zone 3892 slash 38.93. Now, as we talked about yesterday, we only have one more weekly trading zone overhead. Had we hit that by this morning, which was sort of an outside stretch because it's up at 4,005 slash 4,006, but if it had happened, that would be our strongest proprietary reversal signal that we have, okay? Since December 14th of 2009, we have actually reached the highest weekly trading zone or the lowest weekly trading zone on a few occasions, maybe 10, okay? And each time it led to a major reversal where price, like let's say this morning we had hit the highest weekly zone, that would be a reversal indication. And by the end of the week, we would expect to be at the lowest weekly trading zone. So out of the perhaps 10 times that that has happened since December 14th of 2009, I think there was only two occasions where it did not become a major reversal, possibly three. So it's pretty reliable, but it doesn't happen that often. That's why it really gets our attention when it does happen. So last night, the concierge trade alert the forward guidance for the entire session was to be long at or above 39.16, which as you can see, it was the same as the previous day. And price once again did not manage to get up there. 39. 16. Okay. The short side 
Psalms 38.64. Didn't get there either. Now, once you have your two lines in the sand, everything in between is the market simply trying to make up its mind what it wants to do. Now, we had a short alert here, okay, in logic. We have shorts, we have long alerts, okay. Remember, those come out around the clock based on current price action. The CTA numbers are based on historic price action. And everything in between the lines is the market making up its mind, determining who's more committed, buyers or sellers. If there's more buying pressure, we're going up. If there's more selling pressure, we're going down. Okay. Now, we are at a weekly zone, 3892 slash 93. Remember, the yellow ones are from last week. Okay. Now, the previous weekly zones, as you can see, hold sway over the market early in the week. As the week progresses, then these take hold. So if price cannot overcome this weekly zone, and when price rises to a zone, we expect it to be good resistance until proven otherwise. Like here, we got above it, we pulled back to it, okay, just as we expect it to be resistance moving up. If we get above it, then as we pull back to it, we expect it to be support. And so beautiful trade opportunity here would have been to enter long on the open of this candle, 38.94 and a quarter. You could also wait for these two highs to be taken out. You get long at 38.98, the swing high. It's 3903. So being ultra conservative, bullish candlestick signal. Now prices coming together here. So we've got a window of opportunity unfolding right before our eyes. From 3898 to 3900. 3898 to 3900 to 3902 to the previous weekly zone at 3906 to 3911. Okay. So 3898 to 3902 to last week's zone 3906 to that swing high at 3912 And then 
CTAs are important prices, important areas. Price may march right up to it and reverse, or it may plow through it and take us to higher territory. Okay. Trading is not easy, but it can be simple. Nine out of ten traders exhaust all of their time and treasure looking for a way to not get stopped out. They buy this indicator and this oscillator and they subscribe to this guru and they join this group and they watch these videos and if you're wondering why it doesn't work, it's because it can't work based on the laws of science, physics, and God. You can't know the future with certainty, so there's no way to create anything that will prevent you from ever being stopped out. Professional traders no longer waste time and treasure looking for ways to not get stopped out. They spend their time and treasure looking for opportunity. And when they find a window of opportunity, they trade it. And if they get stopped out, they don't whine. They don't lick their wounds. They don't flinch. They just go look for the next opportunity. Trading is not easy, but it can be simple. Okay? Price will either rally up to challenge this high, this resistance, here, and here. Or, if buyers are not committed enough to make that happen, price will retrace back to the zone. If the zone doesn't hold, then we expect the BBC to hold. If price gets below the BBC, then we simply trade this window of opportunity, which could then lead us to this window of opportunity. It's really that simple. Not easy, but simple. All right, next is the Dow. Okay, CTA last night for the Dow. Long side was 31,660. And because we're having a sideways consolidated kind of day, we never reached it. 31,660. There you go. And then the short side, 31,330. 31, so 31,330. And we spike down to last week's zone. Remember, that's why you should hang on to the previous week's zones early in the week. They don't have to be on your chart, but you know, have them on a notepad. Be aware of them. So from 31,330, we dropped. Well, if you just took profit at that zone from last week, that'd be 30 points at $5 a point. It's $150 per contract traded. Swing low is 31,281. It's about 50 points. But getting out at a swing high or swing low, that's pretty difficult because nobody knows it's a swing low or swing, line, swing, 
<laughs> That's easy for you to say. A swing low or a swing high until after the fact. Okay. So long side never touched. Short side, you know, it's... Think of that wick. You got to think about this upside down. You know how a submarine will send a little periscope up to look around before they surface? Or a prairie dog will stick his head up out of the hole to look around before he comes out to do prairie dog stuff? Okay. That's this, just in reverse. You know, think of an upside down submarine. You know, sticking its periscope, looking. Eh, I don't think so. Now, this support that the market found what was once resistance often becomes support we didn't create that we didn't make that up we weren't the first to discover it it's in most technical analysis trading books tech 101 ta 101 price flows from support to resistance back to support back to resistance over and over again and again doesn't matter if you're on a daily chart or a one-minute chart or a 17-minute chart. Price flows the same. Okay. So on the ES, uh, which we just looked at, price still trying to make that climb. Next on the list is the Russell... So the CTA number for the Russell last night was 22.84 on the long side. Twenty-two eighty-four and the short side is 22.43. So, on the first move down, we dropped to 41.3. Okay, we got back above the trigger, triggered again. Got back above the trigger, triggered again. Important prices, important areas are almost always tested. Okay, this is a current weekly zone in gray. Previous weekly zone in yellow. So, price came down to the weekly trading zone. When that happens, we expect it to be good support until proven otherwise. And as price rallies up to a zone like here, we expect it to be good resistance. Only three things happen at a weekly trading zone. Consolidation is the most likely, 70-75% of the time. Rejection, second most likely, about 20% of the time. And then the third and least likely, but it happens, is called the slice. See how this candle sliced up through that zone like it's not even there? When that happens, and when the move runs out of steam, price will typically retrace, like it did here, back to the zone it sliced through, 
and then continue in the direction of the slice. Leg, retrace, leg, retrace, deeper retracement, leg. Now we've got a lower high in place. Okay, from here to there. Now if I go control C and click and control V, I just created another trend line at exactly the same angle. Make sure you grab it in the middle, not by the end. Okay. So there's that. And then there's that. So we'll go with that. Now I'm going to double click. And instead of finite, I'm going to tell it to be a ray. What that does is that stretches it out into the future. And I'll do the same thing up here. Okay. So that's a descending price channel. From the bottom to the top, back to the top, to the bottom. Got to have three touches for it to qualify as the channel. So we've got one, two, three, four. Okay, we've only been on the bottom twice. So what's the high probability move from here for the Russell? This green candle reaches up. finds resistance at the BBC and then provides us with another leg to the downside. Keep in mind the yellow line is last week's weekly trading zone. But see how price came down and got rejected? Boom. Yeah. And then it came down here. It touched this week's zone and got rejected. Consolidation is what you'll most often see at a zone. Rejection, second most likely. Third and least likely, the slice. Okay. So, that covers the Russell. Next on the list is crude oil. Okay. On crude, the short side last night was 59.85. Eighty-five. We put in a low at forty-five. So that's forty points, or four hundred dollars per contract traded. Price got back above the trigger, triggered again, but market structure changed. See over here, you've got red and falling, right? And that supports being short. Here on this trigger, you've got blue and climbing below you. That represents support. So you don't want to sell into what is clearly potential support. And as price consolidated sideways, 
price gets pinched between the BBC and blue and climbing. And then once we get this candle closing above the weekly trading zone, then price just climbs the back of blue and climbing right up to the zone. From this zone to this zone, that's an $850 per contract move. It was then $850 per contract back down. And then it was $850 per contract back up. And it may attempt to go back to the bottom again. Price is always trying to get to a weekly trading zone. From the moment the markets open Sunday night till they close Friday afternoon, if price is above the BBC, the green line stands for bull bear cross. Price is above the green line is trying to get to the zone overhead. Once price is below the BBC, we know it's trying to get to the zone below. And from the zone below, get back above the BBC. Now, it's where the candle closes, okay? See, so like this spike, because we closed above the BBC, we're above the BBC. On this red candle, we closed above the BBC. So we had a leg, a retracement, a leg, a retracement. Now we're printing a red candle. If the next candle, which comes out in 14 minutes, turns green and starts to move higher, then we'll know price is trying to get to this zone. If this candle remains red and closes below the BBC, we'll know that price is, see, on this one, we closed below it and we went to the zone. But none of these other candles have closed below the BBC. This could be potentially the one that does. And if it closes below the BBC, then we know price is trying to get down to the zone at 6015 slash 6020. All right. And so the long side for crude last night, CTA number was 61.65, which we haven't got to yet. Okay, next on the list is the NQ. Where's that trend line coming from? See if I can find it. I tried to find it yesterday. Well, the channel that we actually drew yesterday. Remember from the top to the bottom to the top to the bottom to the top to the bottom. And we jumped out of it. Now, if we leave this at the same angle by grabbing not at the end, by grabbing in the middle, okay, could drag that up yeah, to something like that. The channel got a little wider. That's okay. Here we popped out of it. Now the question, there's a thing called the Trader Vic. The trader named Vic wrote a book. And one of the little things he pointed out that he watches for is when price pops out of a channel, 
He likes to see it come, in this case, it popped out to the downside. He likes to see it come back, touch the bottom of the channel, and not pop back into the channel, but to come up, touch the channel. So we've got a leg, a retracement, and then a potential leg down to the zone. As you can see, price went from zone the zone, the zone, back down to the zone, and the next high probability move is to the downside. On the NQ last night, 13,350. touched it yet. Short side was 13,160, which we did touch. CTA short. G160. And we dropped to the zone. This week's zone at 13091 slash 92. So from 90 to 60, that's 70 points. At $20 a point, that's $1,400 per contract traded. So we triggered, got back above the trigger, triggered again, got back above the trigger. We haven't triggered again, but remember, we may reach up, and if we touch the bottom of that channel and then start printing a red candle, that's the Trader Vic, as it's called. There's no law in the universe that says price has to do that, okay? Just simply pulling up to the BBC, we expect that to be good resistance until proven otherwise. So, I mean, it could spike, touch it, and everything holds true. The pullback holds more often than it doesn't. And then the next leg would take us back down through the trigger. And again, the weekly zone below us, which is picture perfect, 13091 slash 13092. The swing low was 13.098. Okay. The zone 13.091 slash 92. Next on the list, gold. Long side was 1737, which we haven't got to yet. Or maybe maybe we did. Oh, this is swing high, 1737.2. Swing high, 1737.2. So we actually went two ticks.
ticks over the line. But so far, SCTA is acting as good resistance. Okay, if we can get above it, then initial target is 1740. From 37 to 40, that's $300 per contract traded. Short side, 1714. And that happened right here. 1714. Okay, so the first trigger took us down to 1711.3, about $270 per contract traded. Price got back above the trigger, came down again. This time it hit the zone. So that's $400 per contract traded. And then it got back above the trigger, did it again. And now we're sitting at the long trigger waiting to see if there's enough buyers in the order flow, more buying pressure than selling pressure, to take us to this zone. If we get to this zone and manage to get through it, this area right here where this bearish cross took place, 1745, that is potentially good resistance. Okay, so keep that in mind. And the last market, silver. Okay. CTA last night for silver was to be long, 27.10. It's trying to get there. And the short side was 26.49. Hold on for me just one second, guys. I'll be right back. Okay, my apologies, I'm back. All right, so the short side on silver was 26.49. Okay, so we could see we dropped the 26 bucks and beyond. Now that's a 50 cent move. When the price of silver changes by a dollar, when it goes from $27 to $26. If you have one large futures contract, that's worth five grand. Pendulum swings both ways. So, silver is volatile. Margins are high to protect you. And you have to be very careful. Now, we're long-term bullish on metals. Long-term bullish on silver times three. I've been talking about silver making it to 50 bucks by March. Well, 
it is now March, so, you know, it's not a forecast, it's not something I'm tying my name to, but I, I truly believe that important prices, important areas are almost always tested. I believe with the new administration in place, printing lots of money, I think the table is set for silver to, silver has tested $50 twice in history from below. I believe this time, once we get above $30 and hold 30 on the pullback, last time we didn't hold, we hold 30 on the pullback, we get a brisk run to 50. That'll be the third time we've tested 50 from below. I think this time it may take a few attempts, but I think silver will get above 50 and hold the pullback. And that's never happened before in history. The all-time historic high in silver, 50 bucks, has never been tested from above. We tested from below twice. I believe we're getting ready to test it a third time. And if the Fed keeps printing and silver bugs stay committed, then now think about it. If you own a silver coin, a one ounce silver coin, and it goes up a dollar, if silver goes from $25 to $26, you make a buck. And on a futures contract, you stand to earn or lose five grand if you, you know, you don't. It costs you 15000 in margin to put the trade on, okay? Now, you're probably going to set a stop loss at less than $5,000, less than a buck. But, of course, you know, talk to Bert. He's a licensed investment professional. There are a number of ways to trade silver. You know, you can own it outright. You can trade a futures contract. There's options. He's very well-versed and licensed to discuss those with you and, and help you figure out what might be right for you. Uh, but I do firmly believe that we're going to see substantially higher silver prices. may not happen by the end of March, as I was thinking, but that won't change my thinking. It'll just mean I was thinking a little early. That's all. So... This move right here, that's a 50 cent move. 2649 to 26 bucks, that's $2,500 per contract traded. Then we had a bullish cross. Price pulled away. Price pulled back to physically touch. Up close. Buying the open of this candle, just the way Michael teaches you every morning in the room, buy the open of this candle. 2644 to 2694. That's a 50 cent move, $2,500 per contract trade. So if you want to know more about trading silver and the different ways to trade it, call Bert at 866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Great guy very unusual broker in that he actually believes that his clients can succeed. Lots, lots of brokers have a churn and burn mentality. Okay, Get them in, get them for all you can get them for, you get them out. Clear up space. Bert actually spends one-on-one -on -one time with his clients helping get your chart set up, get your indicator set up, 
He uses our methodology, our strategy, our indicators. So when you call in, you're not submitting a support ticket. You're not, you're not talking to some administrative assistant who's never placed a trade. You're talking with a broker slash trader who speaks the same language. When you call in and say something about the BBC or red and falling or blue and climbing, he knows exactly what you're talking about. Okay, He's the best. 866-928-3310. And by the way, if you should open an account with Daniel's Trading where Bert works, we do not get a finder's fee. We do not get a split of the commission. Okay, Nothing wrong with that, but we don't want to muddy the water. Okay, we recommend Bird and Daniels because we just think they're the best in the business. We really do. And if you take a trial with us, you'll also get a trial of the DT Pro platform. That's this platform right here, the one I use, the one Michael uses, Valerie uses. You get to test drive this as well. And Bert will be more than happy to help you set up your charts, set up your indicators, and make sure everything's flowing smoothly. He hangs out in the live training room some mornings, most mornings. So if you have questions, he can answer them. Uh, you can book a session with him if you need to as well. Okay. All right. So that's all the markets. S&P down here still, still trying. We got it. We had a swing high right at 3,900. Okay. Now. We know there's potential resistance at 3902. Then last week's zone, 3906. See those highs right there? And then 3912. 3916. 3926. Last week's zone. But for now, price remains locked into this sideways struggle, which we can see clearly on this daily chart. Remember, price found resistance where we talked about yesterday at the 38% Fibonacci price extension. It found support at the BBC, the step line, and red and falling. They've all come together. You can see that doesn't happen very often that all three come together. So buyers made a stand. They've driven this thing up. If we can take out that 38% extension at 39.05, then we need to take out the high of that candle. At 39.12, remember we just talked about 39.12, right? If we can take out 39.12, then it's off and running up to potentially 39.34. But on the way from 39.12 to 39.34, we got last week's zone, which potentially is good resistance. The CTA number. When price gets there, it has to make a decision. Are there enough committed buyers, enough buying pressure to take it above and hold the pullback? Or does it become resistance and the point of reversal? We'll find out by watching the chart. Okay. Time now for our good word for the day. Yesterday we talked about trusting God and not being afraid. We talked about fear. 
When you're fearful, what should you do? There's only one guaranteed course of action. Stand up to your fears within and without. Here's a promise from God's word that's as true today as it was when he first spoke it. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So if you missed yesterday's show, you can always go to youtube.com slash CFRN or go to our iTunes channel or just fast forward up to the end of yesterday's show. If there's some fear in your life, if there's something you're fearful of in your mind, in your spirit, in your body, I think yesterday's good word for the day might help. Today we'll talk about keeping on, keeping on, keep persevering. Hebrews 12.1, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. It's the ESV translation. New International says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Before you were born, God anticipated your arrival and had a specific plan for you. And that plan involves dealing with problems and overcoming obstacles because that's how character is developed. The mark of a successful person is his or her ability to see problems as opportunities instead of obstacles. And the most important lessons take place not when you celebrate the good times, but when you persevere during the bad times. Indeed, that's why the bad times make the good times so good. Remember, he's the God of the mountaintop and the God of the valley. If you know anything about the birth of baby giraffes, and I'll be honest, I don't know a lot, you'll know that the first parts to emerge are its front hooves and head. Then the entire calf appears, tumbles three meters to the ground, and lands on its back. Within seconds, the baby rolls over and stands, struggling to move those gangly, untried legs. And sometimes an amazing thing happens. The mother giraffe positions herself directly over her newborn calf, looks it over, kicks it, and sends it sprawling. Huh? If it doesn't get up, guess what she does? She kicks it again. Somebody is going to call GPS, and that's your Giraffe Protective Services, right? The mother giraffe kicks the baby giraffe, knocks him over, and if he doesn't get back up, she kicks him again. And when it grows tired of the struggle, she kicks it again. Wow. To stimulate its effort to stand. Now, I'm not recommending that anyone, you know, treat your child or your baby this way. I'm just 
This is our Nat Geo, good word for the day. In fact, every time the baby manages to get to its feet, now think about when you were trying to teach your child to walk. I mean, every time the child, you would hold the child up, get him on his feet, and he would, you know, be a little shaky, wobbly, and he'd take a few steps and start to fall and you'd catch him. This is completely opposite. Every time the little giraffe, you know, manages to get up on those gangly legs and, and get its balance, mom knocks him over. What's going on here? Her actions may seem cruel to you and I but she's preparing her child for survival. Unless that little calf learns to get up quickly and run with the herd when danger comes, it won't survive. So what's the lesson here? I'll see Proverbs 24, 16, but basically when life knocks you down, get back up. During difficult times, you learn some of your greatest life lessons through sheer determination and perseverance. And that's our good word for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision.